Them say the class action uh, will be filed in the Johannesburg Labour Court against Uber, uh, Uber BV and Uber SA on behalf of uh, South African Uber drivers. Now, the claim is based on the driver's entitlement to rights as employees under South Africa's labour legislation and uh, is set to seek compensation for unpaid overtime and holiday pay. Richard Meeran, Head of International Claims, joins me now on the line. Richard, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you. Good evening. Richard, let's maybe start off here. I mean, just, I guess, the choice of, of approach here. Um, how different is just a class action lawsuit um, to uh, maybe just petitioning the Johannesburg Labour Court directly uh, on behalf of maybe one Uber driver? Well, I think the point of a class action is that it is designed to, uh, to reflect the interests of a whole group of people. Um, and there could be slightly different categories of of um, people within the class of Uber drivers. So I think that's the point of a class action. But uh, in a sense, I agree with you that there is a central issue here, which is the same as in the UK litigation, which is whether these drivers are uh, employees of Uber or, as Uber contends, independent contractors. And that was the central issue in the UK cases. It will be the central issue in South Africa, and it has been the central issue in other cases that have been brought mm. around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly has been the issue, uh, and uh, I guess the bone of contention in places like Europe as well. Um, and, and, and it makes me wonder, uh, Richard, because, I mean, Uber has come out on this particular score, and they've said, you know, this whole idea of a worker um, entitled to certain types of benefits is a British invention, and I'm certainly not using their words there, but um, uh, in a sense that's what they're suggesting, that this is a British legal invention um, and there's a distinction between a worker and an employee. Now, sitting as I am here in South Africa, I, I, I'm certainly, I must say I'm at my wit's end, I don't understand where that distinction is made. Well, I, I think this, this argument is, um, is smoke and mirrors really by Uber. Uh, the, the test for a worker under the relevant UK legislation corresponds to the test for an employee under the uh, South African legislation. So the, that, that distinction is, is not really a real one. I mean, the, the key point is that Uber claim that they're just a technology provider and that these workers are independent contractors, that Uber is just the agent for the drivers, whereas what the courts have, have held very clearly um, is that that isn't a true reflection of the position. The contracts that Uber makes these, work, these drivers sign in which they say that they are independent contractors and that Uber is just a, an agent, do not reflect the true position, the factual position. And it's the factual position that on which the question of protection under mm. the relevant legislation sure. depends. Now, the, pur the purpose of this legislation uh, is to, uh, to protect the, the rights of uh, of parties of, of workers who are in a vulnerable position mm. in, compa in comparison with a powerful company like Uber. I mean, I'll just read you a couple of the, the findings from the uh, UK judgment, which I think sure. would be equally pertinent to the, uh, to the, um, the South African situation. Um, they said, uh, for instance, 
So the, the, the general purpose of the employment legislation is to protect vulnerable workers from being paid too little for the work they do, required to work excessive hours or subjected to other forms of unfair treatment. The question is not whether the system of control operated by Uber is in its, is in its commercial interest, but whether it places drivers in a position of subordination to Uber. Mm. It plainly does. Uh, so, you know, the, the very um, clear, uh, emphatic reasoning by the court. And I mean, one just has to look at the, the modus operandi to see mm. why it is that the court reaches these conclusions about the true factual position. And these drivers, they, they sign these contracts, which are drafted by Uber's lawyers without even receiving a copy of the contract. So they have no role in the negotiation. They are told... Um, who they are going to collect, and they they know the name, the first name of the person, but they have no other relationship with the person. Mm. They're told which route to take. They're told the maximum fare that they can charge. If they don't um, respond to uh, invitations to to accept um, uh, rides, then they can be deactivated. I mean, there's a whole host of, of factors why the, the court in the UK, the Supreme Court, mm. uh, and the courts below, I should say, the Supreme sure. Court was not on its own. It was, it was uh, endorsing decisions that have been made yeah, by three yeah. courts below them. And, okay. you know, the principles are the same in South Africa. Yeah. yeah. And Richard? It's not that... I, I saw the statement from Uber that, you know, the drivers sure. are very happy and so on. Mm. We're not saying Uber drivers are, are unhappy people or they don't like doing this job. But I think what they want, certainly in, in the UK, and I don't see why South African workers would feel any differently, what they want is to for their rights as workers to be respected. And, you know, if they've worked... Mm. Um, uh, overtime, and if they've had, if they've taken holiday, and if they've got sick, that they should be paid in the same way as a normal sure, employee sure. would be paid. Richard, Richard, just a brief one here, and maybe a last question on my end. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. There are many Uber drivers who are listening to us right now, and uh, might be asking themselves, "How do I get involved in this class action lawsuit?" Um, in a way, I guess, uh, also trying to uh, redeem some of the rights that are entitled to them as working people. Well, I mean, I should emphasize that we are, I, I'm a UK lawyer, we're a UK law firm, we've done the UK case, that's, we're, we're involved in assisting a South African firm that we've worked with for yes. more than 20 sure. years, uh, Zanele Mbuisa of Mbuisa Malile. She will be representing the lawyers in the class action and, and um, anyone who's interested in joining should contact her, look on her website, uh, it's got all the details there. And she has also instructed a very eminent uh, team of uh, South African mm. counsel. I think sure. um, you know, every, everyone will know them. So you know, the, the, okay. what, what people need to do is, is to make contact with Zanale and Buisa. Okay. And that is uh, Zanale Mbuisa from Buisa Mulele Attorneys and uh, encouraging everybody there to check out that website, especially many of the drivers who are listening in to us uh, this evening. Richard Mirren, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. That there was uh, Richard Mirren.